What is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 4 of Good, Rude, and Partly Nude. This is Nikki. And thank you so much for sticking with me. Ah, it's been a month since I launched this little pod. If you've made it a habit to listen to the episodes, thank you so much. I really appreciate it because I'm also striving to put something out every week. But just like last week, Nat won't be able to join us. And that's perfectly fine. Things have been insanely busy for the both of us that it's hard to even match our schedules so that we could sit down and actually work on this. Um, But from wherever you're listening, whatever time you are listening to this, I hope that you are at a relaxed and present state. Like you're chill and you're not as busy. So, you know, we could hang out a little bit for this episode. I wrote this one a couple of days ago and it was because I have received the nth DM <laughs> asking me how to become what I am. It could it's a different term every time. Um some people ask me how to become a fitness coach or a holistic wellness coach or a nutrition coach or I don't know an influencer the last one I don't really know how to answer because I also feel uh how do you describe it uncomfortable I'm unsure about being called an influencer because uh it's um taken a different meaning altogether the past couple of years being an influencer being put on a pedestal some people think you're a celebrity i'm not really comfortable with that but if influencer means being able to inspire and change people's lives then okay let's let's go and talk about that (laughs) so my story I'm going to tell you my story first. I'm going to I'm going to tell you where I began. So my story began in advertising 2009. The same year I graduated, I jumped into a boutique agency. Stayed there for 6 months, handled pretty major projects and major brands. Moved on to a multinational agency, the agency of my dreams when I was in college. I interned for that company. They had an opening, so of course I grabbed that opportunity. I moved there and stayed for like a couple of years or so and handled a couple of the most fun brands. Actually, it's just one brand, but like with three variants and went and from like the events aspect of it, I moved into the digital aspect of it. So it felt like handling several brands. Um, Stayed there for two years and had to pull myself out because I also wanted to experience traditional advertising, which was above the line, radio and print. And so I moved on to another agency, which was my last, turns out. Because after two years, I just came to realize that that lifestyle wasn't for me. Although being around so many creative people, so many artists, producers, very inspiring hustlers was great for me. I was thriving in that. I wasn't really thriving in the fact that I sat on a desk in front of a computer inside an office all day for most of my days. 
and it, it didn't feel healthy to me. It felt like I was being stunted a little bit, and so I left. Um, and at the time, the reason for that was because I thought, or well, I knew that my calling was different, and I was already teaching group classes, a couple of group classes as like a side hustle and a therapy for me after work hours. But then I decided to take it full time. I took a 200 hour vinyasa yoga teacher training in 2013 and right off the bat started teaching 11, 18 classes a week. I was fucking burned out. <laughs> but I was much younger. That was like six years ago. So I had the vigor to actually run around and teach all these classes and give so much of my energy to my students. Uh, it was it was a few of the most fun years, but they were also learning and growth years for me. At the time, I felt like I could do more than just teaching, as if 18 classes a week wasn't enough. <laughs> so I started pretty darn fit. This was, this was in 2014, and none of the blogs that were available to us here in the Philippines was like what I envisioned it to be. All of the blogs at the time that was um, that was around the idea of fitness was all about running. So they are the pillars and the longest running fitness blogs in the industry. And a couple of them have become my friends. Uh, they were my only pegs at the time. Pinoy Fitness, Jeff Law. Jeff, if you're listening to this, hi. And the bull runner, Jamie Pizarro, I've worked with her a couple of times. She's an amazing person. And she also runs the Dream Marathon, which is happening in a couple of weeks. So if you're running that, good luck. Um, so they were my pegs. But I knew that what I wanted for my blog was different. And so I found my voice in my writing and I just allowed it to become visible in how I put out my articles, I edited my photos, and how I would take my photos. And the visuals, the whole vibe of the blog was different. It was skewed a little bit more towards the lifestyle aspect of health and wellness. So that was 2014. And the next year, it already won an award. Um, it was finalist for bloggies in 2015. And it actually won best fitness blog in 2016 and 2018 by Nofnang Blogopolis. So it's a huge honor because there, there are like four or five awards that that little blog has garnered and it was one of my babies. So it was, a, it was such a huge thing for me to be recognized for my work. Uh, and in 2014, that was also the time when I launched NT Sweat. Uh, it was a culmination of all the movement practices that I've had since I was 12. <laughs> if you guys haven't heard enough of it from me yet, I started working out when I was 12. Of course, I didn't come from a place of love. It was more of a place of insecurity, wanting to be skinny. And it was good. I think it was good because it got me started. But then the journey is what really gets you to understand and get to know yourself more and become more self-aware and you just mature 
you just mature in it. And so I started anti-sweat because I felt like my students needed to get out of a plateau. Uh, the classes that I teach are within philosophies, boundaries, rules, and I didn't want to disrespect any of them. Like with yoga, there's a there's a particular way for you to teach a class like that. And I was already playing hip-hop songs in my class, and I felt like, okay, if I push this a little bit more, that would be disrespectful to the whole yoga practice. And so I wanted to do something that would break these rules and put me outside of the mold of the classes that I was teaching at the time. And so I started NT Sweat, and it immediately grew a loyal following of women mostly and their boyfriends <laughs> plus a couple of guys who found it really effective um and i continued teaching 2014 2015 i think anna manalista is one of my friends and co-teachers in the studio that i used to teach in we came together and decided that we should tandem teach um, and I taught Antiswa and she would teach her yoga classes in a setting that was outside of the yoga studio. Uh, I wanted to be able to create an experience for my students. And so we would mount UV lights in an art gallery in Makati and run our classes there just to make it different and fun. Uh, and it was really fun because at the time, the artworks that were displayed in the gallery that was um, on show in the gallery had neon elements to them. And so when we put the UV lights on, these neon elements would glow while we were doing class. And I would never forget that because we were actually the first to do something like that you know that whole party vibe while you work out 2014 you guys <laughs> ecom community i know that some of you who listen to this pod know about that you are the ogs and you still come to nt sweat and you're even an nt summer equinox so if you're listening to this shout out to you guys man it has been a long time and I really, really appreciate people who have stuck with me throughout this crazy journey of mine in my career. 2018, uh, I felt that the community behind NT Sweat, that little cult following that we had, working out in sports bras, just being happy with our bodies and not giving a shit about what other people think, getting out of our heads and connecting with our bodies, I felt like we were ready to just come together as a as a, as a family, and so I started Anti Summer Equinox in 2018. Um, the Equinox is the turning point. It's a transition period, literally. It usually happens around the third week of March, and that's why. I put a timeline and I bound myself to that timeline every year that the summer equinox happens on all Saturdays of March and we end with a culminating party on the weekend of the actual equinox. So there's a meaning to that. Um, and these people who have joined me in that journey for the past three years, we're doing our third year in March. So if you guys want to join, I will share a bit more details with you later on um so everyone who joins equinox understands that 
this is a period of transition, of change, of letting go of limiting beliefs. And it's not a four-week program to get you shredded, to get you six-pack abs, or whatever it is that you think about a fitness program. It's actually getting to know people who will support you throughout your journey, getting to know yourself better, pushing yourself to try things that you would have never tried on your own. Those are the lessons that you get to take away from my program. Uh, and it has been running and we're doing our third year, like I said. And throughout all of these things happening from 2013 till now, 2020, I'm on my seventh year as a coach and a creator. I rose as a, what some people would call an influencer. And I've always believed, because, of, because I'm a communications graduate, I graduated from the Faculty of Arts and Letters in the University of Santo Tomas. So, Ma'am Faye Abugan, <laughs> if any of you know her, she is also one of the best professors in the industry. Um, I've learned so much from that woman and I admire her so much. In our communications theory class, we talked about this very idea of an influencer. I don't think it was called an influencer then. I have to do my research and review my theories. But basically, it's the idea of having an opinion leader. And that opinion leader has to stand for something in order for you to become a leader, a key opinion leader. <laughs> Which only makes sense, right? Uh, so as the influencer craze or the career around being a social media celebrity started to rise, I had to hold on to that thought and kept myself grounded throughout, telling myself that this isn't a career. Being an influencer isn't a career for me because that was one of the reasons why I also left advertising because I didn't want to be making ads for brands that I didn't believe in anymore. I wanted to stand for something personally as an individual. And I had to turn down projects, a lot of them, once it even offered huge sums of money for me to do the work. I had to turn them down just because they weren't in line with my beliefs, my philosophies, and my advocacies, both as a person, a wellness coach, and a creator in general. If it didn't make sense for me to talk about the brand, I would turn it down. Uh, I think that's one of the most important things that you should remember if you were looking to start a path that is a little skewed towards that being an influencer being known for your craft being known for what you do there's absolutely nothing wrong i think creators in the social media space are artists they're great artists they're very creative but on the business side of it you also have to consider that your brand as a person in the long run will suffer if you turn yourself literally into a walking ad space and this leads me to five things that I wish to share if you've ever 
ever considered taking a non-linear path is what I call it. Non-linear meaning you don't necessarily just go up a corporate ladder. You don't necessarily just see yourself getting promoted to this and then to this and then to this. I had to carve a path for myself because when I became a yoga teacher, there was really nothing else that you were to do afterwards. It was either you continue teaching or you start your own studio. And ever since, even though I've played with the idea of building or starting my own studio for years now, it really didn't sit well with me and I felt that it wasn't the path that I wanted to take. I felt that it was just going to tie me down and I felt that it was going to limit me from all the possibilities that I could still do and create and, and all the ways I could expand myself. So I continued creating, creating. I had this main goal, main vision for my career and for myself. But around that, even though it wasn't a direct upwards movement, it would be sometimes a lateral movement. I know that I wouldn't stray too far from my goal of helping my personal brand and helping the people who have stuck with me all these years, I would always, always be able to trace that path back to that main road. And like I said, if you've considered doing something that's non-linear or something that has never been set, something that someone has, or something that no one has ever done before, then maybe these things that I've learned from my years of doing just that could help you. The first one is probably something that you've heard a million times before if you've told anyone about your dreams. It is not easy. And I am so grateful for all of my experience working in an agency in a structured corporation in a company because then I understood that every cog has its place and they are there's a reason why they're placed there and they play an important role no matter how small and when you get out you will feel just how each of those pieces play a role in making sure that everything runs smoothly as a whole. Now, you don't have to overwhelm yourself, but in a nutshell, three things that you have to think about if you are starting on your own is that you have to have a great product and service. You have to focus on your craft if you're starting or building a product, you have to develop it in such a way that it can sell itself. Or if you are in the service industry, you have to make sure that you really put your heart into the service that you put out. That's the first one. The second one is your marketing. A great product may sell itself 
if a person has already tried it, that's word of mouth, tells a friend, that's great. But unless you are able to communicate how good of a product or a service you have, it's nothing. Marketing, communicating it, communication is everything. I would always tell everyone there is nothing good communication cannot fix. Marketing is everything. And lastly, customer experience. You have to put yourself in your customers, your followers, your clients, whoever is going to buy into your product. You have to put yourself into his, hers, or their shoes. And make sure that the entire experience is flawless. As much as you can. No pressure. <laughs> Those are the things that drive me crazy every day. Making sure that every aspect from those three pillars are working the best I can. Again, it's not easy, but if you really make it work, it is definitely worth it. Back to the tough part. You have to learn to identify your passions versus your hobbies because it's so easy to confuse those things. Sometimes you think you really want to be a coach. Sometimes you think you really want to be a fitness instructor because it does have a glamorous aspect to it as with any job. Advertising is one of the most glamorous jobs there is. And when I first graduated, my former blockmates would come up to me and tell me that they admire how I got into these multinational agencies. They think it's great, but the truth is it's also cutthroat, really tough, not easy, a challenge, and could be more than a handful to handle. So if you're not ready for something as tough as going on your own, building your business, your brand, or creating content from scratch. Know that it could be a hobby. Then don't expect so much from it. But if it's really your passion, regardless of the peaks and valleys of the entire experience, you have to be ready because it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough to the point wherein you will want to give up. You will want to give up many times. I'm telling you from experience, I almost gave up my career several times, but I'm still here. That's how I know that this is my passion and the fire is what keeps me going, seeing people become healthier, start to live better lives, seeing people feel more encouraged by my work is what keeps me going. And that's where my passion lies. Now, you can't live based on just your passions. You have to think of your own fucking bills, girl or boy. <laughs> you have bills to pay. And your passions will not make it so far if you do not think of 
the sustainability aspect of it. Are you able to sustain your work? Is it paying you enough to get up in the morning? Is it able to pay your bills, your rent, your phone bills, your iPhone? Does it allow you to travel so that you get inspired and refreshed and recharged once again? So you have to think of those things because as Filipinos, we are so afraid to talk about money for some reason. And I'm only learning to become more and more comfortable with finances just recently. So you have to think, is this something that I can sustain? Because you can't be doing things for free all your life. If you're putting out this much work, you have to know that it has to pay you back. Because if it's not, then you have to rethink and reconsider your strategy. Second is if it's scalable, are you looking to grow it? Do you want to create even more content, produce even more content? Or maybe do you want to expand your services? Do you want to be able to create bigger things? And with all of that, you have to consider if it's still in line with your beliefs, your visions, and your advocacies because you as an individual will find that sense of fulfillment only if your work is in line with who you are and what you stand for. So even if you are at a point where you have nothing yet, you are just starting, you're exploring, you're experimenting, think forward and think if this is something you see yourself doing regardless of how it turns out, regardless of how long it takes for you to even feel or see a hint of success <laughs> and remember that success is different for each of us some people find success in financial freedom or just earning or profiting from something while i personally find success in changing people's lives or seeing my work out there or being able to create an experience for my followers, for my friends, for my community, my family, family of NT Sweat, family of NT Summer Equinox, being able to make things for them, seeing them happy and enjoying the experience is success to me. And I've had huge successes in the past. And that's why I'm still here. Next to that is knowing your work's worth. You can't be too cocky with money and expect to be paid so much when you haven't even proven yourself or you haven't done much. But you also have to know that if you've already done this several times before, you've experienced this, you've, you've created similar things and you've had success with that, you should also know that your value increases as you go. You have to balance out being humble and knowing your value. Remember, while you take on this journey, you also have to stay healthy and sane because we're all artists, we're all creatives. We were actually born with that creativity, that artistry. It's just that society has trained us so well to distance ourselves from that nature of ours. And so you have to remember to connect yourself, to reconnect yourself to that artist in you. Don't believe anyone who says that you have zero creativity. That's going to fuck you up real bad. You have to 
reflect and find it within yourself and accept and embrace the fact that there is a creative bone in you and it just has to be sparked and tickled a little bit so that all the creative bones come to life once again. We've most likely lost it. Being a child, playing, imagining, having imaginary friends, and just being carefree is closer to being the creative. And as we grow older, because all these rules have been imposed upon us, society tells us not to do this, not to do that, don't act this way, don't act that way, we start to draw boundaries in our behavior And that usually affects the way we imagine, the way we see things in our heads, the way we create. And some of you may be listening to this and probably feel like that you can't relate because you're not in a creative industry or there is a creator in all of us. And you have to take care of that creative because it balances you out and it actually helps with the, it actually helps you regardless of what your career is regardless of what you do for a living and for that energy to keep flowing you have to stay healthy you have to stay sane you have to take care of your mental health it's important to move It's important to express yourself. It's important to eat to nourish your body and not just to put in calories for fuel. It's important to take a break. And it's important to be around people that help you grow, become better, support you, and love you. So those were the the five things that I always remind myself um, to look at, I have like a tick box beside all those five items that I look back to every now and then just to make sure that I'm on track, not just with my work, but with me, myself, and my overall wellness. And it could feel and sound like a lot to take in and to chew on but remember that it's not hard if you only open yourself up to what your body tells you and what your mind tells you what your spirit tells you that it needs and this is where happiness and self-fulfillment, and that actual feeling of success will come from. And this will also help you find the courage to keep pushing through and pushing forward wherever you are in your journey into that non-linear, non-conventional, unbuilt dirt road of a path. (laughs) The way I imagine it is that I'm on this really rough dirt road and there's just no light ahead of me. And I have to be brave and courageous to keep moving forward, 
even though I can't see what's ahead of me. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. <laughs> And I have to always back myself up and trust my gut and tell myself that no matter how dark the road ahead seems, I can always light up that path if I'm, if I'm not afraid or if I know and I trust myself and I believe in what I do. And so I hope you guys also find that courage. I hope you find your purpose to keep pushing forward and to go after your dreams. Um, I used to tell everyone who would admire me, would tell me that, oh, you are so brave to leave your job and start from scratch i would always tell them that no just go and you know if you feel like this isn't making you happy anymore just leave your job and do whatever it is that you're passionate about i decided that that's not an advice that i would give everyone at this point because following your passions isn't for everyone unless you know what you're passionate about and what is a hobby to you so it's so important to distinguish the two because when you know that this is something you are really, really passionate, like the fire doesn't just burn out, then you're on the right path. Thanks for listening, you guys. I hope you find purpose and inspiration in this podcast episode. I've been rambling, but... It feels so nice to be able to share these sentiments with you. I hope someone finds inspiration and finds the courage to do whatever it is. It doesn't have to be exactly what I'm doing. Whatever it is that you find in your heart that you want to pursue, go get it, girl. Thanks for listening and talk to you again next time. Bye.